morning, Juventini. Welcome back to the All Juve Cast. This is episode 19, and it's post Juventus versus Atalanta. They say misery loves company, and here we are with a full panel to tackle this uh, one nil loss, unfortunately, to Atalanta. Frustrating, frustrating times, and a lot to discuss. Uh, we got Luca with us, uh, Lucci, and making his debut, uh, Moro, joining uh, the crew today. And, uh, yeah, simply reached out, as we always uh, say, we're wide open to uh, open up this platform to any and all Juventini. All right. And, uh, Moro, we got a little bit of a tradition around here for uh, newcomers, finding out how they became uh, Juventini. So if you've got a couple minutes here, man, we'd love to hear your story on how you became a Juventino, man. Yeah, perfect. So... Just growing up, I guess, um, I just loved El Piero and then just took over from there. Unfortunately, uh, my dad's a Lazio fan. That's where he's from, Frosinone. So, I mean, you know what? There's always a little bit of uh, fire competition in the house when I was younger, but I was just like a diehard Del Piero fan and just took it from there, right? Just watching him, you know, 98 probably is what I remember when I was about like five. And from then, it was just, you know, game over sort of thing, right? So. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Yeah, ADP, uh, it's tough, man, uh, not to get captured by that guy. He was an absolute beast. And your father, a Lazio fan. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough one. It was a tough one, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you picked the right team, right? Uh, yeah. But this year's a little tough to say that, but that's okay. We're going to get into all that. Uh, real quick for everybody joining us uh if uh, you're going to be listening to this on the audio, get over to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, and uh, take part in the live chats here. We've got a lot of people with us right off the hop here, and we got a lot to discuss. So without uh, yeah, any further delay here, let's get to some of the slides, and we'll just kind of talk about this match real quick through the highlights because, again, there's a lot to kind of break down here, all right? Now, pull up the first. So kick off the game and it's actually it's and this is the thing it, it's so easy to be caught in the moment and your emotions take over that like when you when you watch this game over take the emotions out of it it wasn't a bad like bad performance by any means really from Juventus it was just again a frustrating one because we can't find goals um, you kick this one off with uh, Dybala he uh, cuts his man quite nicely but uh, the shot, pretty soft, pretty weak. Uh, easy save there for uh, Musso. You get into another scenario here. This was a really, really good opportunity. And doing the right things. Uh, talked about it in the tactical breakdown. And uh, if you can man them up on the outside, Atalanta, and put some pressure on their midfielders, you'd be able to generate some counterattacks. We did quite well. McKenney plays a really good ball through to uh, Chiesa. Great opportunity. You just couldn't get enough separation. And unfortunately, uh, Toloi there intervenes on uh, what was probably one of the best opportunities in this match for us to uh, get one there. And then uh, this is just the frustrating one. Caught in a transition. Uh, players moving forward. Kind of caught a little too close to that byline there. Morata with a blind one touch. And he's not even close to his target. And it gets turned around on us so quick. Um, shouts for offside, but he wasn't. Zapata was uh, easily onside there. And he makes no mistake about it. And this is just so frustrating, guys. Because we've seen this, like, so much, right? It's just our own errors that lead to goals against, right? And it feels like 
this is the one thing I keep going with uh, on Juve, and it feels for like three years now. Every time we make a mistake, it feels like it's in the back of the net. You know what I mean? Like it's like we don't get those, uh, we don't get away with them anymore, right? And it's it's so so tough, man. But uh, yeah, Atalanta takes the one nil lead. You carry on here, and uh, you get a good sequence here, and this is what I was expecting a lot more of. And again, talked about it on that tactical breakdown. Atalanta, when they move forward, they move with a lot of numbers. And I said, man, if you keep Morata, keep Chiesa high, give Morata someone to work off of like Chiesa, and look for these long balls, these through balls and whatnot. And we did it, uh, again, not enough in this game. We've seen a couple scenarios of how we can make that work, but we only did it less than a handful of times. In the first half, we had a lot of opportunities to counterattack. We finished with one counterattack in this entire game, statistically, right? So it's it's tough because the things we should be doing against certain opponents aren't happening. But McKinney makes a good run on this one. Uh, defender actually uh, touches it back to Musso. We end up uh, controlling it again. It slides out after a block shot by Berndeski to Dybala. Dybala ends up uh, ripping this thing just wide there. And it should be noted, Bernardeschi obviously came in because Chiesa injury. We'll have to keep an eye on that one for sure. Um, and then Weston McKenney ended up leaving this one too. So again, more injury worries to uh, think about as well, guys. Now, here you have Rabio. Great opportunity. Keeper just got enough on this thing. Um, like just enough it's uh it was a hell of a save just to probably take it out there probably would have um gone in and then you have the free kick late in the game dibala and of course to our misfortune off the bar guys that kind of really really sums up the game the second half really really good uh from juve again taking the emotions out of it man it's uh it's frustrating because it wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad when you look it back. It's just, again, a lot of execution and, and whatnot. But uh, let's get everybody's takes on this game. I mean, where where do we go wrong? It, it's, it's interesting to this one because all I'm going to say for me is you can see a lot of the time where Allegri has kind of got things wrong when not. This particular match, <laughs> I don't necessarily think it was him getting wrong because the team did do okay. You know, um, not enough chances, though. That's the only thing I'm going to say is that still not enough chances, whether that's a system, whatnot, not the wrong guy or not the right guys from the start, but just not enough chances as frequently as we need them and still not doing the right things based on the opponent you're playing. So that's that's the only way I really feel. But let's start going around the panel now and seeing uh, your guys' thoughts. We'll kick this one off with uh, uh, Luca. Uh, I can't even pinpoint one thing that led to this defeat i mean lack of drive lack of motivation hunger start naming 10 million things whether it's formation tactics uh system that he employed by you know by max i, I can't pinpoint one thing it was a lot of things together and like you said Al, it wasn't if you look back at it without the emotions it wasn't a terrible game even statistically we were you know we had the most chances, but obviously at the end of the day, the scoreline still was not in our favor and, you know, it just didn't go our way. Yeah. 
Moro, your your thoughts on this particular match here? Uh, I mean, definitely a very sloppy, sloppy first half. That's for sure. Like misplaced passes, uh, the one touches were just god awful. You know, unfortunately, Morata looked like he had butter on his cleats the first half because he couldn't couldn't receive a ball right, and it does make it a lot harder to attack when your target holdup man isn't really holding the ball and doing like, you know, he wasn't really doing his job in the first half. Um, and then, yeah, just tons of missed passes. I saw the formation more as like a four, three, three. I saw we kind of lined up where it's like, you know, the ball was more outright, a little bit more central than Chiesa. So, I mean, you know what kind of went away from that four, four, two a little bit. So, I mean, I thought that was a little bit of hope at the beginning when I saw that at the end of the day, I just think it's our, we just, the the passes are just terrible. Like the one touches, we can't play one twos, and it's just like it's killing our flow, killing our momentum. And then I mean, I don't even want to get into like Sanjo and Rabio. Once they receive the ball, how long they dribble for when they got guys open. So you kind of just kill the play, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lucci, some of your thoughts. Yeah, you know, that's you guys pretty much touched on everything. It, it's it's more disappointing than it than anything it's just you know these these players are capable of doing certain things when you got the likes of Chiesa and Dybala you know and and to add on to the Ant's point you know that's not Murata's style of game he needs some support up there he's he's not a, a big strong do-it-yourself kind of center forward um, and, and again does, does that come back to Max and telling them how he wants them to play is that because Dybala is not in form right now I mean sorry Murata's not in form right now you know, it, it plays a whole bunch of different scenarios that you don't really know what the answer is. But again, Max has got to be seeing these things. I, I don't understand if he's seeing something completely different than what we're seeing, but whatever he's trying to get them to do, it's clearly not working. You got to try something different at some point. It's what do you have to lose? Really? You know, if you're losing a game anyways, switch it up, try something. Yeah. I mean, again, looking at this one, it's just the lack of ideas. I think that frustrates me the most, right? Um, how we're going to generate, how we're going to create whatnot. Um, Morata, as much as he's been frustrating individually from an individual mm-hmm. standpoint, again, the uh, he's left on an Island mm-hmm. and it's just bizarre that we just don't have something that's a bit better that we can play off of him and just make it make sense. But we spread our forwards out so that to the point, they're not even playing with one another, essentially. Um, you've got uh, Dybala completely free roaming, which is fine, whatever. In this one, I I laid it out and I just said, I was like, you've got to push these guys because they leave their back line high and dry because of how much they want to push. There's a big gap in Atalanta between their mids and their defenders. You have to move the ball quick and you got to look for those through balls and even going over the top at times. And when you take one over the top ball, one through ball, uh, that's not enough. It's not enough when you know how to attack them and how they suffer. It's, it's crazy because there's so much there's game plan that I don't see making sense against the opponents. There's lineup lineup issues and whatnot. And Allegri, of course we put out a question um, a little, a few days back that got completely misinterpreted and it was, where do you draw the line? How long is your leash on Allegri and whatnot? And for me, here's the thing is while everybody wants to turn it into a comparison, 
between the past couple seasons and other managers. Take that away. Take that away from the equation completely. Just what do you hold the manager accountable for? And is Max is Max doing the best he can and his job? Is his job covered so that we can comfortably say 100% this is on the players? Because that's the thing now is that you have all this talk going around about, well, we've changed managers and nothing is changing with these players. How do you guys feel about that statement? Changing managers, but nothing has changed, so it has to be the players 100%. Because there's a lot of this that's kind of... Again, I'm, I'm not Allegri out, but he's got to take more heat than what he kind of is. And the, the criticism, I think, is completely fair. Does it need to go to the extent of Allegrio? I don't think so. But there's no way he's not got to take some heat for what's going on if you're just basing it off what you consider rating a manager on. Would you guys agree? Let's start with Lucci. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, we can blame the players all we want, but we can see the stop... Like- Again, I don't want to compare, but you can see the, the differences between last year and this year. Each manager is going to suffer in different ways because they're trying to compensate for something else with these players. But like everyone has said, Max has experience. He's a born winner. He knows how to get the best out of his players. You know, he, he knows this, this and that. But why aren't we seeing any of this? We're still seeing, you know, worse results than we did last year. And, you know, with a very similar team, minus Ronaldo, yes, we're not going to touch on that whole, you know, situation. But Max deserves more than his fair share of, of criticism. He's he was brought in to try to get the best out of this average, you know, average squad. And so far it doesn't look like he's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Moro, what do you think? Uh yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely think he should be taking some stink right now. Um, I see regression, to be quite honest with you, from last year. Uh I felt like not that we were um much better last year but I felt like we were just more fluid like you know like the team seemed to just a little bit more know what to do yeah maybe it was just you know most of the time crossing to the box sort of thing but at least they had something you know or Chiesa knew you know Chiesa just looks like he's lost out there right and like even when I see the other attackers you know like Moise Keane now even when he comes in it's like I don't know he doesn't he looks just a little bit lost to me sometimes right it's like I don't know if Max just isn't coaching them, telling them, like, you know, this is where you need to be. This is where you got to go. This is what I want you to do. These are whatever, right? So, to me, we just look like we're a step or two behind even from last year, which is not what we brought in Max for, right? We wanted to kind of be a step or two ahead, right? So, I mean, yeah, I definitely think uh, this is the time to be, you know, putting some pressure on him. Yeah. Yeah, Luca. I definitely think Max has... Some responsibility here. Last year, the amount of disrespect that was given after a game like this towards our coach was incredible. Within the first couple of weeks, I was get him out. He's too young, blah, blah, blah. What's the excuse now? There is no excuse. Everyone's hiding behind management or the players. Truth is, Max is accountable. 100%. We lost a 30-goal player. And what does he do? He, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't built an equation. You know, you want to replace those goals uh by team cohesion right you want to get it throughout other players but what have we done 
nothing. Nothing's changed. We're creating less and defending worse. So whatever he's been doing is not, you know, getting results on the field. And right, not many players have changed aside that one goal scorer and you know a midfielder. But even his 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 whole theory and tactic of you know cohesion in the back and keeping it tight isn't working out because we're still leaking goals. The only difference is this year is that we're not scoring as many as we were before. Mm-hmm. So if you if you can't fix one problem in the back, at least try to solve it and counteract it with something going forward. So I think that's what Max is failing is he tries m- too much to play the defensive game right now. And it's not working to our benefit because we can't even score after this system that he employs does not look good when we're a, a goal down. And that's always what happens. We always get a goal down. And then getting back up there is impossible. So why not start on the front foot and actually try to attack them? And yeah, okay, well, you let in a goal or two from our own mistakes that you can work on. But mm-hmm. it's never going to get better if you can't put the ball in the back of the net. So yes, I think Max is accountable, but I think our players should take some blame as well in this because obviously we know how Max is. He, he demands perfection. So I think there is an equal blame, but there's no way Max is in any way innocent. Yeah. So we got Dells coming in here with, I hold the manager accountable for a complete lack of identity or strategy from the team. This isn't new either. So those that say it will get better over time have nothing to base that on. Um, Georg coming in with uh, not Allegri out, but should it have been Allegri in to begin with? So this is a very, very tough one. Um, I was Allegri. I was fine with Allegri coming in. Okay. Um, I talked about a lot. I said, look, you got to get stability at some point. We know his history. We knew that uh, as far as the mold fits for Juventus, he was, uh, he was the guy. And if we were going to move away from Pirlo, I thought, okay, it's fine bringing Allegri back. Right now, obviously a lot of the pro Allegri's are kind of getting very, very concerned, rightfully so. And this question does become a good one. Should we have gone back? And it's, I think it's highlighting the bigger picture, which is the board and how much is actually um, just lack of cohesion from the top almost. You know what I mean? Because now when you look back at this, it's almost like they wanted to do something. They couldn't almost agree on a direction. And they said, forget it. Let's just go back to max and it feels like it's almost like they don't know what direction they want to go they can't find a guy to fit like a style or whatever that style direction is and they just said hey let's go let's go back to max and it was almost like them giving in right Right. so you do start to raise questions about the board and the brass and now a lot of the discussions have shifted into Agnelli taking a lot a lot of heat so now in terms of Agnelli, the board and everything. Is there a massive loss of confidence in these guys? And should there be change? Should there be change at that level? Um, let's kick this one off with uh, Moro. Uh, I mean, yeah, definitely. I think Agnelli deserves to take some stink out there as well. Because like, at the end of the day, it starts from the top and goes down to the bottom, right? So you got to blame the top guy in command. And you know what? I think... Uh, you know, we've been touching, you guys have been touching base on this, and I've been seeing it a lot on Twitter too. Uh, losing uh, Pepe was a huge, huge loss. I think he was, you know, a diamond in the rough there, right? So, um, 
yeah, you definitely got to hold Anelli accountable, right? Uh, you know, I mean, the players that we've, you know, the, the, like putting Karatechi in charge by himself, I think was just a disaster class, right? Like he just wasn't ready. And uh, I mean, it's showing now to the team that we got, right? That it's just kind of trickling down, right? And whatnot. Yeah. So. Luca, what are you, what are you uh, thinking as far as the board goes? I think, uh, honestly, last year I was very, very critical of them. This year I'm not overly angry about it because we did see a bit of a cleanup, right? Fabio's gone. Uh, we've got two new guys basically streamlining the top now. And we even have a rumor of a new guy coming in as well to help uh, Cherubini out. So I think Agnelli saw what he had to do. You know, he got rid of Fatatici pretty quick. Not quickly. He got rid of him like he had to. And we all were, you know, screaming for that for a while. So I think you have to give them, them as well as Max, a little bit more time here. Um, we're not going to see results right away. These guys aren't maybe, you know, the quality of Beppe Marotta. But at the same time, you can't go and, you know, start asking for your one of the best. I think I might say the best, but you have to realize what Agnelli also has done for this club in the last 10 yeah. plus years. Right. He's only been here for that long. But how much have we done since? I think he still has a lot of uh, great visions and great, you know, future ideas in his mind. Uh, will they see fruit in the future? We don't know that. But I think to, to just call for his head and expect something to change, I think it's too long. And I don't think he is uh, necessarily, you know, at fault for most of it. Like you have to look at Paratici and some of the things he handcuffed with us with, sorry. You know, like mm -hmm. you can't start blaming Cherubini. He hasn't been there that long. And, you know, we just now finally got a new director. So until these guys have been around in maybe two years, I, I'm not going to start asking for them to just get all out because I don't think they're all that much at fault. Yeah. Lucci, the board. Yeah, I, I think Luca hit it pretty well. We'll see if there's much of a change with Cherubini and now. Um, Agnelli, he, like Luca said, he's done a lot for this club and he's, for the most part, he's trended them in the right direction. So for that, I'm gonna. I think he deserves a little more time. Again, you know the whole situation with the players coming in, extending Kidira and Matuidi, like that also didn't help us. And that wasn't really, you know, that was coming from the end of Morata, uh, Marotta there. So you know he plays a role in this, and it's kind of been a trickle down effect from that. Um, yeah, you know, it's gonna take time. You know, we we all we all should have known this from from the beginning. Yeah, that's a big, uh, big key point there too. Is Marota? Um, yeah, the loss of Marota has really, really been shining through since he uh, went away, obviously. And um, as far as Agnelli uh, taking the heat, I think he's earned the right to at least try to get it to right. But people have to realize that uh, at the end of the day, he's a businessman, right? And he's letting other guys kind of. Uh, look after the other aspects and we might be kind of faulting him on stuff that uh, other guys are in charge of, but those are also his decisions in part with like people, like people have to understand and Yelly also answers to a board above him. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people forget about that, but it's, it's tough right now. Um, the whole shift from Allegri originally, you could see the lack of cohesion in the board in the brass like you've got Agnelli looking for a guy he did not want sorry they went with sorry there was no time to get somebody else um and whatnot uh 
Paratici wanted to keep Sari on another year. Uh, so did Nedved, and then Nelly said no, and then he goes and picks Pirlo. So they need to get um, on the same page from the top and work down. The three aspects are the board, okay, then you've got your coach, and then you've got your players. As far as breaking them all down, okay, why we can't put it solely on the players when we look at the manager just on his own, okay? So let's just take Allegri on his own here. Um, Dell's kind of spoke to it earlier about um, holding him accountable for um, how the team plays, the identity, the, the strategy and whatnot, the tactics. From everything I can rate a manager on right now, I would say Allegri's not cutting it. Um, and one of the main things about Allegri that everybody praised was his ability to get the most out of the guys he has. That's the biggest thing he's failing at right now. But that's the biggest thing he was praised on. I heard all the discussions about saying Allegri will come back and, oh, yeah, he'll get this team rolling like he would have won the Scudetto last year with that team and whatnot. Granted, CR which we're not going to dive into big loss, a lot of goals and whatnot, but I'm not sold hundred percent from what I'm seeing. And Georg talked about it earlier in a comment here in the live chat saying that um, we haven't seen the change in his game. We haven't seen any kind of evolution. Right. And again, when you have a team that's not in sync on the pitch, like we want to fault the players and whatnot, but I, I, I'm not seeing any cohesion. I'm not seeing any chemistry. I'm not seeing we're, we're left with so much, so many answers. And when you get lineups where the majority of your team is underperforming, is that necessarily the individuals or something bigger, right? Cause if the team was playing well and you have a couple guys that consistently let you down, I think then you could take it to the players, right? But when it's big, and it's a lot of your starting lineup underperforming. It might be a bigger, a bigger um, scenario where the managers held accountable. You guys agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. My, for me, the main concern is that your your best players with Max are not being your best players, and I think the way he's using Kiesa and even DiBala for that matter right now, it's. You're wasting them. They're, you know, how many times yesterday did we see them in their own half, practically in our own box, where they yeah. should be, you know, almost at you know, at least at half, if not for deeper. So, you know, you need Kesa to be up there. He needs to, you know, you can't expect him to run the whole length of the pitch and, you know, start a counterattack. That's it's that's not a winning tactic. That's that's not you know sustainable. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's tough. I mean, the roster and the players alone, okay, regardless of the town level, I expect a manager to at least have the players he does have play as a team. We're not playing as a team. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's just the thing. And if you look at the second half here of this game, and again, I don't put this particular result on max because Overall, Atalanta didn't do a whole bunch. They they didn't hurt us a ton. We had opportunities, um, not a lot, not enough, and not great ones outside of a couple. But overall, like with Max, 
he's just not getting the best like Lucci said out of his guys. And again, we're not playing as a team in the second half of this one, when you empty your clip and all of a sudden you got, you know, Kyle Georgie in there, uh, Bernardeschi got uh, keen. Um, and yeah, it gets better. And it was like, well, yeah, and we, we are attacking whatnot. There were still no ideas amongst all of them. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, they're just not playing together. I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing the ideas of any kind of team creation in goals. And that I specifically put towards Max. So the scary thing now is we've got a contract for four years with Max, right? We've gone through two other managers after Max left. We're back with Max. And now you've got this project that apparently is about this rejuvenation and everything. The questions are now looming. Is he the right guy? Here's the frustrating part about it all. You have to commit to somebody. So we're almost in this damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you get rid of Max, you have to start all over again. At some point, you have to start uh, making your Mercados suit whatever it is you're trying to play in style and manager. So the fear is right now, if it doesn't get better, better quick, I was originally saying last year, like on the last episode, you ride it out no matter what through this year, but could that potentially change? Is there a scenario where you would leave Allegri this season, uh, Luca? No, like you said, uh, you really can't. Um, Yeah. Do I think he's the right guy to start a rejuvenation, as you call it? Hell no. I think if you really wanted that fresh start with young players and a new mindset... Last season, Pitola was the best call because he was relying on our youth and he was using our youth. Now, I'm not saying Max won't bring success. I think if you give him the times and, you know, the transfers are built around what he wants, then yes, we could build something. But is it this whole rebuild and young player? I, I, I can't say for sure. Just because you buy talented uh, let's say young players like Locatelli who are, you know, relatively still young on average, does that mean you're rejuvenating your squad? You know, it's not like you're getting uh, any of the U21s into the, this lineup if guys are hurt. No, that's not what's happening. We're, instead, you know, we're not seeing uh, any signs of moving forward in this young path. You know, the young guys are still, some of them are still sitting on the bench. Some are not even being called. And in the meantime, he's still going with the same you know, like hard-headed players that are causing us issues in the first place. So, I'm like again, I'm, I'm just gonna summarize it. Max is not a bad decision. He at this point we have to stick with him. Like you said, is he the guy to lead us through a, a whole rebuild with young players? I didn't think he was, but I do know he'll be successful at one point. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a tough one here. I mean, you have got in the discussion here. Uh, Lewis kind of. Some summing up, and he said, biggest issue with Max, the tempo we set in the second half for the first 25, we easily could have played from the start. The question is why we don't. Um, it's the same as they played uh, in Zenit there. Anthony coming in here with subs did have an impact yesterday, but there was still no flow chemistry. That's got to be on a manager, is it not? your team having chemistry, the right guys and whatnot. And my question is, 
I think it's almost overthinking. And we talk about lineups and you talk about balance and, and all this. And maybe he needs to, maybe he needs to unload the clip, so to speak, a little bit more with some more attack guys and not have that fear and let them go. My biggest concern with Max is that he does not have a set offensive approach. You know what I mean? Like, it's like he's always talked about it too. In the last 35, whatever, he gives it to the players. He lets them make their own decisions. That's kind of a alarming scenario to think about, um, that there's no, there's not going to be anything set from them. So that's kind of that's kind of tough. I don't know really know how I feel about it. But guys, Chiesa will mix the next six matches. Okay. So we talked about the injuries, Chiesa, Kenny. Chiesa's out for six. McKenney's on a day-to-day status, which is uh, good news because he has been uh, putting in uh, good performances. Salernitana, Genoa, Malmo, Venezia, Bologna, Cagliari. These are the matches for sure Chiesa uh, will miss, he might, unless he makes it back a little bit earlier or whatnot. I want to ask you guys how you would set the team up in Chiesa's absence and even factor in McKinney's because he is day-to-day and whatnot. Is there without a doubt have to be a formation change or is it uh, just tweaking some guys? What, uh, what are we thinking here? For me, 4-4-2 hybrid thing, like just keep it simple. Get out of it. Get out of any kind of hybrid thing with these guys. 4-3-3, line them up and play. That's how I feel. But uh, let's kick this one off with Lucci. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, we've been a long supporter of the 4-3-3. So it just seems to suit this team much better than a 4-4-2. Like, I don't understand why Max is not willing to give that a shot. You know, you got Kulu off the bench. You got Kao Jorge. You have Bernardeschi back now. You know, and, and a, probably a three-man uh, midfield would also benefit Artur and, and maybe even Rabiot instead of getting him higher up the pitch because we all see that he's useless as a left midfielder. Um, so... Yeah, for me, for me, I would try to. I think Bernardeschi's going to get in there on the left, and to cover McKenny, it's probably going to be Bentancur. Would be my guess. Unfortunately, I know Luca doesn't like that. Neither do I. But you know, if it's a four-three-three, I would sub in Artur Locatelli and I guess Rabiot in the three, and then you know you can purse Bernardeschi up and and take it from there. It's you have you have some options. You just got to try something try something new like i said yeah you know what and that's the biggest thing too this is another reason why i think it's fair to criticize max is you've got guys in poor form continuing to start mm-hmm. how many starts consecutively can morata go out there and as even if you were leaving him on an island the bare minimum was not there out of morata so try starting keen you know um Kyle Georgie as a rotational player substitute. Like, I don't know, just just try things. Rabio on the left as an outside. Get him out of there. Change your formation if you have no other options to play on that outside. Make it just a standard three midfield. Pellegrini in for Sandro. At least some life. Some somebody that wants to have some type of attacking prowess. Make some attempts, right? Moro. Yeah, so I mean, I definitely agree. I would either go with the four three three or the four two three one. 
Um, I mean, it doesn't look like, you know, we all know the confidence that Allegra has in Morata. So I highly, highly doubt he's not going to start. Mm-hmm. So if he does start, I would throw Keen out there with him because in that second half, that's when it kind of looked like, you know, he had someone to play off of more of, right? Someone who wanted to be more centrally. Um, you know, the four-two-three-one I think would work too, just because Paulo loves to come deep, retrieve that ball from the midfield. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, you kind of leave Marata all alone out there, right? When Paulo comes back and is so deep. So I think having Keen out there might be a little bit of a solution, possibly to help him play off of each other, sort of thing, right? I mean, I don't know, right? At this point, I don't even know if I have confidence in three center midfielders to play together. That's the problem with the 4 3 3 that I have, right? We don't have three guys that can string passes together, right? Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing Arturo and Locatelli out there together just to try it out because what's the difference, right? Whether we lose one yeah. nothing going down without anything or whether we lose one well, nothing, at least trying something. Well, this is just it. And this is another reason why I get frustrated uh, with uh, <clears throat> the management because uh, the coaching is just because you're asking Rabio to continuously do something he just can't do. And he hasn't done it, hasn't shown it. So why not get Artur in there holding? Another reason is how many times we get dispossessed in the midfield and just just in general dispossessed. Artur's best quality, probably, and some might argue the only thing he brings to the team, but it's still, it's the ability to escape the press and how he can hold on to that ball. And it's next to impossible to get from him. Get him in there. Get Locatelli on the left. And he can help assist in uh, some creativity and some vision and play your three-man mid and just get your forwards up there. Stop like with this outside thing and asking uh, Chiesa to run rampant there. Like, Get Keen up on one of the wings. Put If Morata's going to play, keep him up top. Get Keen on one of the wings. Um, go Kulishevsky on the other. Um, Quadrado, I like him personally at the back, at right back, because I think when we moved him up, something changed. Some shifted. He just hasn't found rhythm. Um, and he's been under siege the past couple of games at right back too. But he made a couple of decent interventions against uh, Atalanta actually. Um, just getting his body in the right uh, spot and taking some hits there. But yeah, just, just try something different to continue to go with something that lacks flow, chemistry, cohesion, everything that everybody's listed. That's the most frustrating <clears throat> part. I think, and we can all agree on these six matches without Chiesa. You got to get six wins out of there, regardless if he's in there or not. Like it's, they should be six wins. They should be. Okay. And almost any other time I'd say, I'd say, Hey, I'm full of confidence and there's no issues this year. I really, I really don't know with the mentality of this club and, and whatnot. And, it's interesting. Everybody uh, saw the rumors about Agnelli speaking to the club yesterday and whatnot, and after the match, and thinking it was like a rah 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 speech about the game or whatever and the performances and whatnot. He was actually addressing them about all the side discussions about the investigations into <laughs> these forty-two transfers and whatnot. That's what he's actually talking about, apparently. And Allegri. Uh, was discussing the speech and just said, yeah, it was very, very strong speech and well done by Agnelli and whatnot. But uh, again, there's, there's a lot of things going on at the end of the uh, match. 
you have players being criticized for walking away and not uh, greeting the fans and stuff like that. Do you guys even care about that? To be honest, like, does it bother you if guys just walk away or whatnot? Because I think there was only uh, four that stayed. Um, and it was a uh, Chesney, Benucci, Quadrado, Debal. I think actually Delict was out there too, because I think it was Delict who uh, signaled to all them to hey walk over to those fans. But uh, does that bother you in any way, shape, or form when guys do that? Uh, I think if they're gonna do it, you gotta like the whole team needs to be there, not just right. five, six guys, because it makes it's it again. It shows lack of you know team unity, chemistry. It just it looks off. It looks, you know, hack show. It's I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm not, I, I can't even give a good answer here because I mean as a fan, yes, I feel good knowing some of these guys came and apologized. Uh, as an athlete, I've never played in a stadium that big with you know with or like let's say fans in one side or something. Walker. <laughs> okay, thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it. Um, so I can't really you know like start defending these guys because i'm sure you guys know it when you when you play a shit game and you're mad like you don't want to talk to anybody you know you just want to go in the locker room sulk in your own shit and you know just get on with it move on to the next game uh not a lot of guys uh, are able to you know gather themselves emotionally and you know just do what has to be done for the club in this case yeah i respect them i thank them for it i'm glad it was those guys am i gonna get mad at the other you know 12 guys that didn't no they still played a crap game. Even if you come and apologize, you played like crap. So at the end of the day, just, you know, play your game and then I'll be happy. Yeah, I think Luke, got it. it's just like an empty apology, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. right? When, yeah. like, let's say, Rabio came over and waved to the fans. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't care, you know, at the care. end of the day, right? I just want you <laughs> to do better, you know, at the end of the day, right? But uh, respect to the guys who obviously did, you know, to yeah. show that they have that, you know, Juventus DNA, let's call it in them, right? And they want to show some type of uh, respect. So, like, you know, kudos to them. But at the end of the day, uh, yeah. You know. The um, Dell's coming in here with what about Allegri's post match comments? So, here's the thing, real quick, just for me before I open it up to you guys and what you think about uh, because the main question would be, does he honestly believe what he's saying, right? When you hear him talk about like he's happy with the performance and the guys did well and, and all that, right? But I think honestly, what's he really going to say? So I'm not paying much attention to what Max is saying post-match really anymore um, because it's all he's going to protect his players. He's never been the guy that's just going to completely, you know what I mean? He's not going to do that. He's not that guy. Um, what I do expect is more of him discussing because everybody always says, well, what's he going to say? He can't just go out there and attack the players. Well, no, he doesn't, but I need, I don't need, I would like for him to speak to his part and his part only. Hey, I should be doing this. And you know what? Maybe, you know, I could try something new and go this route. But the thing is, it's very hard again to do that without kind of in one way, down talking some of your players. So it, it's really hard to even say, well, yeah, you know what? I need to start um, rotating guys or I'm banking on, I'm having faith in guys that, uh, you know, now I can't be and need to try something new. So it's, it's a very fine line, 
You know what I mean? So that's why I'm just not paying a whole much, uh, a whole lot of attention to the post match comments. But I want to get your guys' thoughts. Moro, you kind of uh, snickered there when we were talking about Max, uh, Max's post match comments. Yeah, because like me and Lucci were talking yesterday, right? And I'm like, I one thing that makes me mad. <laughs> one thing that makes me mad about like not mad, but like I get a little bit frustrated with the leg rates is nothing's ever decisive. No match is ever decisive. No. Uh, you know, it's always just so complacent with the players. Like, I feel like this team is not the team from 17, 16. Those guys were warriors. You didn't need to light the fire under their, you know, their ass, right? These guys, I think you need that push. You got to be hard on them. Like, because these guys will just go through the motions, right? And if every match is indecisive, then what? when are they ever going to step up? And when are they ever going to want it, right? Like, if the coach is always saying, yeah, this match is indecisive, Atalanta this... And maybe he's saying something different in the locker room, which I, I, I hope he is. But like you know, when you hear this stuff in the press afterwards, and then you're like, okay, well, you know, no match is decisive. He's complacent, and I can go play like crap, and I can start next game anyways. So what's the difference? Thank yes. you. Thank you. I'm going to feed off that Al, because I I said something yesterday, and I saw what like at this point we have to realize that Max is a pro. When it comes to uh, press conferences, he's been doing this a long time. And I think it was Antonio who said it in our group that he's been calm in all his pressers beginning the season, which, you know, it's great. Uh, but yesterday was absolute horse crap in my mind. He said that he has confidence in his players. Now, I tweeted this. I'm going to make it very clear. If you have confidence in your players, why is it you subbed, I think, two only at the end of the game? And yet you've been keeping the same four or five on the bench every game, getting almost no, no minutes. And these are the same guys, I'm going to make this very clear, these are some guys that last season, I don't say were pivotal, but they played minutes and they actually, you know, offered something. Why are these guys not seeing the field with Max? Clearly because he has no confidence in them. Mm-hmm. People are going to hate me for this. Ramsey's not getting minutes because he's been frozen out. Why is he frozen out? Because he's not, he has no confidence from Max. So don't give me this bull line that you have confidence. You do not have confidence in your players because you're playing a very defensive boring and held back system if you had confidence you'd let them play forward with the ball and try to attack the net the way he plays contradicts what he says and it's getting me anxious lately i like that i like that well getting me fired up yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> lucci yeah no, I agree. yeah he's the the thing that that really kind of ticked me off is that he only made two substitutions earlier because of the injuries other than that he was not changing a thing so and you're losing. So what, what are you trying to do? Like you're trying to lose one nothing still, and not you know have some attempts on goal. Like and then listen, I understand everyone's skeptical of Kulazeski, and he, sometimes he's not on it. But what do you expect? Half the time he doesn't play. Half the time he comes on for ten minutes. What do you really expect from a twenty year old kid to do in ten minutes when he's coming off the bench? You know, just trying to Max is throwing them out there to see what he can do again with no plan, no. You know, this is what we need from you. This is where you need to be. Like nothing. It's just he's throwing people out there and hoping he could something will, will stick. It doesn't confidence in players to what go out there and play five minutes and see what happens. Yeah, sure, great. Yeah, doesn't do it. Doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's tough. Um, Anthony just simply coming in here with he has confidence in eleven players and maybe outside of that. He doesn't in rotation. And here's the thing: is while we are talking about Max and really getting into uh, where we see the failures from a coaching standpoint so far. Um, 
I still go back to even when he was getting it right, it's not a sustainable way yeah. of playing. It just isn't. It, it, it's not. It, it needs to be way more progressive and whatnot and much, much more balanced. It can't just be this defense first thing. And uh, it's frustrating. Now, in terms of the players, because we talked about management, talked about Allegri, the players themselves. I'm having just there's no there's without a doubt a lack of quality in this team and there's a few key pieces that teams need that we kind of don't um and i always said this i said it even last year um in defense of pirlo and i will cut maxim slack with the roster because i do believe that it's not as strong as it should be for a team that took an insane amount of money over the past 10 years out of champions league. It's just, it isn't, it's not, it's not lining up, but Atici, Atici was all over the map. And you know what? The all or nothing. If it taught us anything, it taught me that Paratici uh, was a gong show. Okay. Um, to say the <laughs> least now, like we're going to go. And that's just being completely honest, man. Like yeah. that guy was a mess. Like one scene, it took one scene to just be like, Hey, Pavel, we need a striker like tomorrow. That's your job, man. Why are you, what the hell are you talking to Pavel for? Go find one. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. Like go get the job done, man. I don't I understand. The same thing. Like <laughs> Pavel's looking at him like, what like I'm VP. Hell? What the hell are you? Like, why are you Anyways, coming? Uh, yeah. It's just uh, uh, the players. Pavel. Yes. There, there's a lack of quality. I said Max's biggest struggle, I said early in the year, is going to be when he looks to rotate. And when he does it heavily, he's gonna. it's going to be tough. So the same thing that I cut slack on Pirlo with, I am going to cut slack on Allegri. There is a player issue. However, this does not change the fact that regardless of who you have, it is solely the coach's job to get them to play together as a unit, it irregardless of how the talent is. So anybody that might be listening to this podcast and, you, you know, you might be pro Allegri, but I've seen a lot of pro Allegri's and guys that came at us for two episodes ago when we were being quite honest and blunt about we're not thinking Allegri's cutting in and we're starting to get concerned. I've seen them flip too now on social media and everybody's kind of coming around like getting these same concerns that we had about <laughs> a week and a half, two weeks ago where we're just not seeing the change. So we agree with everybody in terms of the players and they need to do their part when not. But again, in order for to bring them all together and play together, that is solely on the coach flat out. Okay. It's different if you see a team with ideas and trying to, uh, play and do sequences and it falls apart always at the same individuals but it's different when you're just not seeing the ideas even being attempted that's the easiest way I could put it um, you know and it's uh, it's just frustrating frustrating times I want to get back to this right here from KM here saying he thinks Delict deserves the captain armband over then over Dybala doesn't care about age or experience and anybody else that has some questions fire them in now's the time uh because we're gonna start uh just kind of as we wrap up go through some questions from uh everybody in the live here so delict as captain um over dibala who wants to kick us off on that moro delict uh i mean i'm lucky to say he's not a leader he definitely is a leader um 
Paulo, he's been showing a little bit more. Do I think Paulo should be the captain of the team? Honestly, if I was the coach, it'd be Bonucci, hands down. Um, but the lead over Dabala, I mean, maybe I, he seems to have that, you know, that confidence to lead the team. He's a little bit younger. Uh, it, at the end of the day, it's who has the like the respect in the change room amongst the players, right? So maybe Dybala has that over Delit. Maybe Delit, I don't know, right? So at the end of the day, either or, I, I'd be fine with either. But I, you know, to me, it's Bonucci or Kellini, right? Or Kellini and then Bonucci to me. But it's really weird that you have this guy that you haven't committed to for like years on an extension and you still haven't and all of a sudden you throw him the captain's arm man it's like such a weird dynamic like we're just not making sense anywhere man off the pitch on the pitch it's weird man lucci uh yeah i, I think delit definitely has captain qualities and um kind of a, a leadership style um you know again nuve's always been the one who's you know been serving the longest to be captain and that, that's fine i have no issues with dibala being the captain with Kalini not playing often, but I, I think um, at this rate, Delit's going to be gone in the summer, and then that's not even going to be a concern. So we'll see. Uh, how Sorry, Luca. Sorry, Luca. Man, we finished eighth, ninth. There's no way. There's no way Delit's staying. I thought I was the negative one today, man. I, man, I was, I was actually going to say the exact same thing. Oh, it's hard okay, to give guys. the captaincy okay. armband to a guy that's probably let me, not going to. Let be me here. answer the question first, Dan. You could be all negative afterwards. How about okay, that? Okay, fair enough. Okay. First of all, I think. It's a great question. I appreciate it. I don't think it has anything to do with how we perform, who's wearing yeah. the armband. Fair. So I'll be very frank here. It should be already that Dybala's ahead of Bonucci is saying something. And I don't think putting Matthias ahead of either of them is going to solve anything. And I don't think it's well-planned either. He's a leader without the armband. We know it. Everybody knows it. Same could be said for Bonucci. Dybala, I think, has matured a lot. We've spoken about it many times in recent episodes. I think he, when he's there and Murici's there, he, give Dybala the, the armband. He puts a little bit more fire under his under his ass and plays a little bit more to his, you know, to his uh, his actual potential. Murici, I find with or without, not the same. There's there's no difference. He's the same. Mm -hmm. Sorry, he is the same player. So to me, it doesn't really make a difference. You know, if yeah. it's an argument of Alexandro uh, wearing the armband, then okay, we could talk about it. But at this point, between these three guys, it's for me, this changes absolutely nothing. Yeah. Dell's going back to our comments about uh, the players. He says lesser teams with lesser players play better football. So that argument is invalid in his opinion. And you know what? It's true. Mm. Yeah, it's hard not to uh, really agree with that. Um, we got a question about here from uh, Anthony. Who's the uh, all Juve cast captain? Antonio. Anthony, you Antonio. are, huh? Yeah, I'm saying he's Antonio. A, um, he's the captain. Well, John, it's certainly not Cliff. It's, it's certainly not Cliff. We certainly not. Sorry, but yes, I give a vote to Anto as well, our, mm -hmm. our Scottish brother. Sorry, Al. You're 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 Anto <laughs> or Anthony? Anthony. Anto. 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 Anto is the there. captain. You you are the Mister. Anto is the captain. And we got to get him in like, on some appearances then. His appearances aren't, aren't cut. He's like for uh, he's like Kalini. He's, uh, he's like Kalini, exactly. Yeah, when you captain meet him, from the there. bench. And he, when he comes captain in, Captain from the bench. Being Solio. Being Solio. John Stewart, all in for Cliff, is no, captain. Hard no. Hard no. 
Even Mauro was like, hell no. These are no clippers. He's like, oh, that's amazing. You know, that's I've seen him a couple episodes. He seems like a good guy. He seems like a good guy. Poor <laughs> Coach. <laughs> Can't even defend himself. This we have to pull up for Anthony. Oh, I'm slowly pulling this up for Anthony. Okay. <laughs> Rovella versus Udinese. 90 minutes played. 83 pass percentage. 77 touches. 47 pass. 7 ground duels. 1-7. Long balls. 3 fouls. 1. Like, all right. It's, all right. It's, it's funny. And uh, I'm only doing that as uh, uh, bugging Anthony, but uh, he's going to hear it because, uh, again, out of those uh, six matches coming up, one of them will be against uh, Genoa. And uh, guaranteed, the Ravella Hive is going to be alive and well there during that one. It might even be a watch along, so everybody uh, stay tuned for that one. But, guys, this is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough time right now. I think everybody's got to just get ready for riding this thing out and st stop trying to maybe put a time, a timetable to it. Right. Um, I think we got to just start to be realistic and all the bad, bad business is caught up. The managerial changes have caught up and it's just, you know, the team needs to commit to something. If you're going to rebuild, do it properly right like just actually bear down this trying to still succeed and hold certain expectations while trying to go through it is probably not realistic right it's just it's going to be way too hard to do post covid covid was like the ultimate equalizer that just wiped out everything essentially like we just got bit so hard and realistically could be a couple of years guys of like honestly like struggling like you know being that somewhere in the four to eight range probably in league because i don't see big big changes coming in the summer when everybody's talking about this mercado and whatnot i see the deficit i see a 400 million euro bond coming in that's pretty much going to get chewed up you know the investigation we haven't even really touched on this investigation with the transfer bans. Number one, everybody does it. We know that. We know. And they have the right. Everybody has the right to charge whatever they want on these players. They're players. Of course, they can go higher than suggested value, book value. That's their right. I think what people are missing is that what they're being investigated on is for how they booked it. Right. So it's like, it's not necessarily that, but it's the false accounting side of things, which we'll see what happens. But I find it hard to believe Agnelli would put himself in a position, you know, like I'd be shocked. I'd be extremely shocked. But when it's Juventus involved, sometimes these guys want to make an example. And I've yet to see one of these investigations come out with nothing coming out of it. So maybe just a fine, you know, there are potentials for other things, transfer bans, things like that. Who knows what's going to happen. But uh, this whole thing going on now is also um, shedding more light on Agnelli and having people lose complete confidence. Does this investigation thing make you lean towards just make a clean change there and break away from Agnelli? 
Are you guys even concerned about this investigation? No. Agnelli's got the top lawyers. He found some sort of loophole. They knew this was going to come eventually. Like, I I mean, I have full confidence in that guy that yep. he wasn't, we already got relegated before, and he wasn't going to let that happen again. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. He's not doing anything sketchy without covering his ass. Yeah, every exactly. Step of the way. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Look at this one, Alex coming in here. Transfer ban doesn't sound so bad right now. At least no new Rabios and Ramsey will be coming, <laughs> and that's a that's a good point there. I will not accept any Ramsey ban. Oh, here we go. He hasn't oh played, so you can't Luka, shit on him. Like you can't shit on him because he hasn't played. Exactly. At least Rabios playing and playing like crap. So at least you could shit on him for something. He had a decent 20 minutes in that second half. Decent at best. Decent, but at, at, best. Least, it's his... at least we're paying paying him and he's all on the pitch. Yeah. He's not sitting well, in J Medical. We also don't know if that's <laughs> being done by the club, but I'm not gonna go yeah, into that. I find it hard to believe that they would freeze freeze him out like that and oh, on purpose oh, and make it really take away any kind of leverage to even get five bucks like they were gonna originally yep. no way he's, like, he's already at like nothing for value now they're gonna freeze him out and just say okay yeah we're really gonna get nothing now well you you guys said it yourselves how is it that he's hurt he was fine at the international break it's so because he's not adding up he he is like literally sticking it to juve man he's unhappy he's i been would un- too he's, if i wasn't getting he said he's been unhappy yeah he thinks Last he's not he playing in the right position i'm like man Last year he was Luca. You're gonna die alone. On I'm gonna that die. Hill. Last year he was tied. As I think the second Monica might join you. We had. That's all I'm gonna say. He was above Bentancur. He was above Artur. But somehow what? these guys are still on the bench, and he's not. I'm just gonna say what it is. Above in what way? He played like what five games last year. He started 19 games last year. I recall maybe half of that. Oh, Watch man. the series. You'll see him how many times he's on the field. Watch the series. You see it. Anyways, let's not get into it. He doesn't fit. That's... He doesn't fit Allegri's like you know seventies style but defensive. That's football. it, Lucci. Who does? He's benching Kulu, Artur, even the guy we replaced. We replaced basically our attackers. The, the two attackers we got to replace Ronaldo aren't even playing. You see Keane and Jorge and uh, Caio Jorge, whatever you, you pronounce his name. Yeah. You've seen him for what twenty minutes all season. When and is I, it going to change? When? I agree with you. That's that's why there was a comment earlier from Alex P. I think it was saying. Um, you know, Allegri's the one to get the best out of, you know, the spirit and the grint out of your team. And I don't really agree with that because, you know, you need your young players to be, you know, to grow with the club and whatever. Right. How are they going right. to grow and gain confidence with the club when they're, again, they're playing five minutes, you know, in the 85th trying to do something with no Definitely. system, no idea going on. Definitely. This is going to be our last, I don't know, topic. Yeah, no, I'm going to into this now. That's the thing. It's, it's, you've got Kulishevsky that, you know, Lucci brought up here and sitting on the bench and whatnot. Fans are ready to dismiss him. And if he goes, he goes. I think, again, honestly, like while we're thinking about, you know, um, is Allegri the right guy or whatnot, I think the Mercados are going to start to kind of tell us um, a lot more because if the rumors are true, some of these guys we're looking to bring in don't fit any type of rejuvenation okay mm-hmm. right it's it's getting it's getting ridiculous now okay so we're in a rebuild but we're looking at 33 year olds exactly. you know and it's like what i don't care if the price is right i would rather not at that point yeah bring your rovella back get fajoli coming up and being in the rotation like just 
what what the hell are we doing? You know, it's 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 crazy to me. We don't need a 33-year-old that's going to come in here and change everything, especially when his name's Witzel and he already denied it years ago. It's like, no, the, the Mercado is going to tell us a lot more too. And we got to remember, Max is apparently, as reported by all the top guys, the final yes or no on those moves. So to me... Um, once we get into the summer and back him with a Mercado, we're really going to get an idea of if he's the right guy. Witzel's a very back. much a legry player, though. That's so. why it's it would not surprise me. And if you know what, if you want to get an Allegri player for Allegri, that's fine. Do so. We know that Kulusevski was a was a signing for Sadi. We know that McKenny mm-hmm. was a signing for Pirlo. We know these things, but. Use what you have, and even Do that. We know that Kulishevsky was a signing for Sari, though, because we signed him Sorry Sari was like Plan C, man. But no, because he was he was signed mid-season in January. Yeah. If you recall, we paid the amount in January yeah. for Kulishevsky, and he was at that time playing in a four-three-three, and so was Kulishevsky. So that was the whole in my mind. I feel like Kulishevsky was a signing to block the other teams in Syria that were going after him. I feel like Baratji was like trying to like pull a fast one and be like, oh, yeah, Either way, we blocked him. I honestly don't think he was like... Whatever it is, he brought in he's, for sorry. he's being wasted right now. That's $40 million that's being wasted yeah. right now, sitting there. At least I could give it to Piddle. He tried him and he played him. Max, okay, you want to be frustrated with the kid, but the same things we said about McKenney at the beginning of the season is what Max is saying now about Kulusevsky. But look at what Weston has become. Maybe yeah. if you give Kulu the minutes... He'll actually learn. I don't understand He had a couple why. good bright spots last year. Last year, he was you know? great last year. He right. was. He had his but he's not going to do anything playing five minutes off the bench. Right. Same with right. Cal Jorge and even Arturo, who we haven't seen at all. Like that's my point. It's frustrating because you think Elise, okay, yeah, he's got confidence in these eleven players to start, but like you said, he's not even using them right. He's so got Zibala doing like he did in two thousand eighteen. He's playing him on the right wing. Because yeah. he doesn't know where else to put him. Like that was ridiculous yesterday. You don't put Dybala on the wing. He's he's lost there. Well, like, again, how do you have confidence in Rabiot and Bentancur, but not God. Artur Kulevsky? Like, where right. do you draw the line? What where does right. this? What they they look? They were nice to you in training, so we're like, yeah, you know what? I like them today. Like, I, I don't and get I think it. it just kind of sums up the frustration is that uh, again, we feel like there's enough options to try more than what we've seen this yeah. season. Right. And that kind of sums it up. And I think it's also just our expectation levels. Right. Um, Oddly enough, we got two trophies out of last season. I expected nothing. I actually did. Mm -hmm. Uh, We brought in Pirlo, didn't even have his ticket at the time. And I said, like, while everybody was so frustrated, like expecting a treble, said this guy literally has not coached a senior team like period. Didn't even have his ticket. The expectations when Max came back, and I think this is why everybody is extremely frustrated, is that we associated with the Max teams before. And we just automatically, like, you had Anthony in here, uh, Mr. Uh, Syria wrapped up by uh, Valentine's Day there. Oh, jeez. Um, that guy's the worst jinx. He's terrible. He's Mr. Got Prediction there, uh, knee guy over here. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's honestly, and... I, b- I believe, too. I thought, uh, hey, Max is going to get this Serie A title. Outside of that, I don't really know. But uh, now we're we're battling for top four. And realistically, 
We're seven points out now. There's a lot of people just saying top four is gone right now. And I'm like, my God, there's no, so much ball left. Like, I'm not worried about top four yet. Okay. Just like people that were writing off the Scudetto a ways back. It's like now, yeah, Scudetto title, we can say not out. No, uh, top four. Top four, we are far from out. It's seven points out. Um, this team's just got to He's he's got to get something that's that works that's sustainable. He has to find it, and he's got to be very very careful with his rotations after that. But right now, if Max isn't seeing the light and continues to move forward in this four four two, I will be extremely shocked, extremely frustrated. But I think the biggest thing for us is bring down the expectations, right, and and ride it out. Um, we tried to keep these expectations as high, just given the personnel and uh, the fact that it's Allegri, but we have to be uh, realistic here. And I think Max, yeah, he's he does have to, you know, face the heat, and he's got a lot of questions that need to be answered because it was always being said when he was brought back, can he do it with a team that's in flux like that and rebuilt if he's not taken over? from Conte like he did before. Mm -hmm. So interesting, interesting. And Conte, Conte is a guy that a lot of talks coming out saying, Hey, one day he may be back. I think that bridge is burnt. I don't think, I don't think we'll ever see Conte back at you. That's for sure. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think like that, that bridge is burnt. So I would, I would never, uh, never, uh, see that happening anthony's asking is the scudetto gone yep depends on these next five games <laughs> I, i'm you know what i think my my opinion on top four even will change if we don't get this next these next five results gotta get 12 points minimum, yeah. minimum. You, you've got to be perfect in these five and you can you can get yourself in a spot to yes. like kind of go at it but and at least have some confidence, some momentum going forward. Like, if yeah. you can't pull out results these next five, I think top four might be seriously gone. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. tough. But I think yeah. the biggest thing is, man, I'm going back. Like, and I've been saying it, and we're wrapping up here. All I'm gonna say is, remember the 2011-12 season. You go in one game at a time, you know, and you just enjoy the games like just go back try and watch them and it's frustrating as hell but it's frustrating because we're holding them up here to something that they haven't shown that they are and it's in a way in a sense not necessarily fair to all involved should we be getting better a hundred percent should they be given a little bit more time yeah this like this team has been through this is back to max now after sorry after pirlo and it's just yeah, it, it's it's got to be better from all involved, but do they deserve some patience? I think so, but it is running thin when you don't see the attempts at changing and improving. That we can all agree on. Yep. Um, but we'll see what happens. It kicks off, uh, what, on Tuesday this week? Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. 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 I heard Ramsey's playing, Luca. 3-0 three, three win. It's coming. Yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So uh, Salernitana, midweek. See what happens and take it from there. All right. Now, uh, thanks uh, to uh, Luci, Luca, as always. And, of course, 
tomorrow uh, joining us. And again, the invitation is always there for Juventini to come and join us. Uh, ever since I started this platform, it's always been about uh, hearing all of your opinions and getting your thoughts and views. So if you want to take part, simply reach out. Again, if you're listening to this pod on uh, audio, get over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. A ton of content uh, coming out. We're going to start throwing in uh, probably a watch along coming up on the weekend. Not for Salernitana, but uh, you might get uh, Lou. You might get sweet Lucifer on okay. that uh, watch along and maybe even the knee guy. We'll see what happens. Check out all uvcast.com website, a ton of good articles and a lot more coming. And if you're interested in writing about uh, La Vecchia Signora, reach out to us. Guys, been a pleasure. Like the Moro, video. Thank you. Any uh, last words from any of you? As we sign off, Thanks for we move. Like the video. Absolute pleasure. Yes, like the video. 22 people in here on the live chat still as we wrap up. Better, Better be minimum likes. 22 likes, all right? So uh, thank you as always for all the support, everybody. Till next time, Fino alla fina, Forza Juve. Ciao.